Oh, hello, everybody. It has been a minute since I've been on a show or even seen any of you guys. It's been quite the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. It sure has. Took some time. You guys got some hunts in. We got some hunts in and then we had a little COVID stint, you know? I think yeah. everybody ended up getting it at some point until unless Logan didn't, right? Still free, man. Still skating it. I don't know how, but hey. He's he's waiting he's waiting for the new mutated strand that really takes him out. Yeah, for the for the, the <laughs> super super COVID. Did you, Evan? We're, I think you and I had very similar symptoms, right? You were just kind of like feverish for a couple of days, lost taste and smell. I don't know if you lost taste and smell. I did, but then I was just tired for like a week and a half, and then I'm, I was good. Yeah, I didn't lose taste and smell. I didn't get a cough. Uh, I, I literally this is my one cough from COVID. <clears throat> That's that's what it sounded like, uh, and I, I was down. Like I was really tired for like three full days. I had a bunch of muscle aches and pains and stuff like that. And then I was like, a full ten days of just just dragging my feet. Like I went for you know some walks and shit like that. And and uh, it was really difficult to to motivate myself. Like normally, yeah. I'm pretty easy to motivate cup of coffee, but I knew I was sick because I woke up. One morning I woke up and I didn't want coffee. Oh. And I, and I didn't Whoa. have coffee for two days. You yeah. might have cancer instead of COVID if you don't want coffee, bro. Yeah. Key indicator, buddy. Key indicator. Key what did you indicator. say? You went like three days without drinking coffee? Like you, you said that to me and I got... That was the most worried I've been in 2020 or the last 12 months is when you're like, I haven't drank coffee in two days, man. I'm like, uh-oh, that's not good. <laughs> it's going I had, down. I had the weird ones. It was like not flu bad, like shakes, but I would wake up in the middle of the night and my whole entire bed would be soaked. And I was yeah. actually cold, but I was just sweating profusely. So I was just like fucking chugging Pedialyte. And then my wife was nice enough to go get everything. And she... She was crazy. She tested negative twice, so she didn't get it. Then tested positive. Immediately took another one and tested negative. So she got a false positive. And I'm like, what? man, these tests are so fucked up. Uh, yeah, and I was in Salt Lake at the same time when Evan got sick, and a whole bunch of people got sick during that. And so I drove back to Texas from Salt Lake, and everybody around me was getting sick. And so I'm having this conversation with Trevor. I'm like, hey, man, like. What do you think on the fitness thing? Like, should I keep doing my thing? Should I push it harder than normal? Should I take a couple of days off? And he's like, just keep doing what you usually do. Don't like overexert yourself. Don't tap your nervous system, but make sure that you're continuing to do fitness every day. And that's pretty much what I did. And like, I skated the whole thing. This shit's so weird too. Cause like Jared, one other guy and Eli were all in our car. Cause we got it hunting. We went out to a lease in the middle of nowhere with less than 10 people. We're out there with some cryptech guys. Everybody got it, but Eli didn't. And he was in the car the whole time with us, which I thought was bizarre. <laughs> and I don't know about you guys, but I felt like I was back in like, you know, military or college days calling people. I was around a little bit to like tell them I had chlamydia. I was like, so guys, a test of positive. <laughs> kind of sorry that I was to, but I wasn't really around anybody. I gave that shit to my dad though. Fuck, but he had a funny Ooh. thing. He was like, he was like, 
COVID ain't going to kill a Marine. I'm like, okay, slow down, fucking old man. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, he's got a point there, though. I mean, he does kind of have a point. Dude, for 78, <laughs> that boy whipped its ass. Like, he, he was good to go. I mean, he had some, he had like a rough week, but yeah, he's, he's completely healthy now and, and weird to now go. Now he's out. immune. Yeah. yeah. Now he's got the antibodies, so he'll be good for a while. Good to go. Until that new strain comes over. Yeah, Where what the are they fuck saying? Are you, like- Jared? What are they saying now? Like the antibodies, like nine months, like you're kind of 90 days. They're saying you're pretty much not going to get it for at least the the science I've been reading for 90 days. And then you're susceptible to it, but you, you built up a somewhat of immunity, but you can get it again. I'm not a doctor, but that's what kind of crazy virus is this that you could just keep getting. (laughs) I know. I I I mean, that's kind of what viruses are, you know? I was working with a boot campaign and I was supposed to deliver presents uh, to this family and I woke up sick and I was like, nah, this is probably COVID. I just, it feels like it. And uh, I texted that we texted the family. I'm like, Hey, I can't come around. Sorry. He's like, shit, I've had COVID twice. I don't give a fuck. And I was like, get it twice. And he's like, yeah, oh, damn. All right. It's, so it's, I, was, become... I was talking to Tier earlier and he's, he's going to get the vaccine um, because he's got some, some family issues that he wants to make sure he's got it. But I was curious, are you guys of the anti-vaxxer crowd? Or are you like, yeah, whatever, do it. Like how much, how much drugs have already been pumped into our well, system yeah, in the yeah, course for of military service? For me, like I, I, I guarantee you like just certain places are going to start requiring it. And so just out of convenience, I'm going to do it because I don't want, I don't want to like be going to do something and then I'm stopped because they're like, where's your vaccine paperwork? Because I know that's how dumb we're going to get. So it's just, I'm going to do it just because it's like, fuck it, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, I don't know enough about it at this point. Uh, and well, I don't I, think anybody does, right? Like, we've only I'm, been I'm running a little like iffy, like, like a little tin hat in my head a little bit where I'm like, I don't know. But then I just got COVID. So like, I'm good for a few months, you know, with my antibodies. So I was like, well, we'll, we'll, we'll let this everybody out. else test the first batch. That's <laughs> kind of what I'm thinking, yeah. Exactly. Where are you, Jared? Uh, I'm in an undisclosed island right off the north tip of South America. Oh, a little honeymoon? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a, just a break for, for a couple of days. Had a, had a friend hit me up last minute. It was like, yeah, they, they had this, this booked already and had to can't, they had to shift it because something came up for work. So I was like, yeah, I'll roll down there with you. That's cool. You, you get yeah. some fishing in some ocean, or are you just lounging and? Well, the the thing is, is the resort is completely empty, so it's just us, and oh. uh, yeah, pretty fun. Not bad living, and everybody got some hunting done. Let's talk about that because yeah, I want to. I was just thinking, story. I would love to. Pre pre COVID and then post COVID, I definitely I was like, you know, I don't take a lot of vacation. I'm gonna go kill some animals, man. So I bagged a huge whitetail. We killed a bunch of axis out at the ranch. Um, went helicopter hog hunting. That was a blast as always. We we're helping out the ranchers clear some hogs off their property. Um, and then post that, I think you guys saw the elk that I bagged. The thing was sweet. Yeah. Did they score it? Yeah, it scored uh, a 390, I believe. What? Okay. Yeah, but like, okay, I'm the first one to say, like, you guys got it at, at, at the place in Utah, which is a lot harder hunting. Like, this is a high fence, but I was going after one specific bull. So it took me, it took me like seven hours to get it, but it, it wasn't like hard, hard hunting. I, I had to walk about five miles when it was all done. So it, it was definitely easy. I just wanted meat for the freezer. 
and I uh, wanted a cool, cool mount. So I mean, I got, got to done. be with you when you killed that big buck here in Texas. That was cool. Yeah. What, that red stag? No, no, I shot no. a big white tail, and, and it's so funny. Jared oh. had a few white claws in him because he wasn't hunting, and he's like, shoot that one, shoot that motherfucker. And I'm like, well, we're good. Well, we're going to wait for the one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he was itching. He was itching for me to pull I that was, trigger. I was ready for it. Yeah, so Evan called me. I think that was... It was right after the new year. And he's like, Hey man, I need you to get with uh bear guide and go on this West Texas audit hunt. And I'm like, okay, yes, sir. I'm fucking on it. I got it. I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah. So I called Trevor to see if he could go with me, but he, uh, he went ice climbing, um, with a couple of the other boys. And, uh, so I needed to do some, uh, logistical planning with, uh, Mr. Cole, the whole Kramer, Uh, for our May grizzly hunt anyway. So uh, I was technically on a work trip, you know, for logistical purposes. And um, I've been, I've been reading um, Empire of the Summer Moon, which is like a history of the Comanche nation, which, you know, owned a lot of the, the land in Texas here for a while. And you go, man, I just, when I think of West Texas, I primarily think of like just flat desert. And then you get out there and it's gnarly. Like there's steep sheer cliffs and it's just perfect territory for rams. And so I, I believe it was like the 1950s, they started bringing in all these Audad rams. And so we got out there and we did like the typical spot and stock sort of situation. You know, you're kind of just glassing from distance. And it was so damn windy, man. It was probably like 30, 35 mile an hour constant winds. And so all these herds of rams were kind of tucked up into these little ravines on the cliffs. And we would just sit and like kind of see if there were any good rams in there and then just do a spot and stock from there. And I ended up getting one. It was about 425 with a 28 Nostler. We had to do like a up and around sort of situation, not get seen, but man, it's just so cool. Like that, that terrain is so damn gnarly. After I shot my final shot on this thing, it immediately started tumbling down the, the cliff and it got both of its horns got trapped up into this tree. And like, it took three of us to just get it out of there. Cause it got so tangled up, man. It was gnarly, like perfect free range trip. Dude, that's that, awesome. like, like, like that is my dream. Like I've always, the only thing I've always only wanted to hunt was a ram. And I don't know why I think it looks so cool. Like that, right. that head that you got and those horns like that, that is just cool, man. It's cool, but not as cool as walking into the processor and having bone off 390 pounds of elk meat because that is, that is pretty amazing. <laughs> I'm going to eat well in 2021. And my freezer was getting a little low after 2020. So I was like, Things are open for right now. I don't know how crazy this world's going to get. I'm going to plus up a bunch of meat. So I'm stoked. I got a bunch of jerky too. I owe, I think I owe Evan like fucking 10 pounds of jerkies that I ate from him. Uh, I think I'll take some of that too. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah. So we just, most of the, the guys out there, I'm like, you guys eat these things, right? And they're like, no, we don't typically eat them because of the species of ram that they are. They actually have extra tendons in their muscle. So it's not that it tastes bad. But it's just like incredibly chewy. So they don't typically eat it. And so Cole was like, no, we're eating this thing. So we just grabbed the back straps on it and like we just ate some of it raw right there, a la tartar. You nice. raw, Yeah, just a little bit, just a little guy. Well, when you're with this, 
So one of our guides, his name is Sterling, and he's this salty-ass dude. He's been hunting cats since the early 80s, and he just started slicing them off and handing them out. I'm like, can't say no to that. If the so, old-timer guide starts slicing raw meat, you got to eat the raw meat. You're like, oh, <laughs> you I'm just, I don't care. You're chewing it. You're just like, um, it's all good, bro. <clears throat> Really good. I, like, what's his favorite time? Of, what's his favorite type of cat? Is it like a tabby or? Uh, <laughs> what's he, what's he going for? <laughs> no, he really likes the, the sphinxes. You know, the ones without <laughs> any hair on them. They're just real smooth. The Austin Powers sphinx. Yeah, that's yeah. his go-to. Yeah. Dude, speaking about that stuff, my my dogs. Since we're just catching up here, my dogs have turned into like wild wolves. Like they haven't been eating food lately. And I'm like, God, why they're just like not hungry. And Theo's all like chunky. I've been just finding dead animal parts. Like they've been hunting my acres and just like rabbits, squirrels, like, and they're they're like velociraptors. Like Theo chases it and Brammy runs and cuts it off. And I saw him do it. And like by the time I get there, they've already like they gutted another freaking possum. And I'm like, I don't, I gotta build like a fence for them not to do it because <laughs> they won't eat their dog food. They're like, Dad, I know it's like organic and all the good shit, but those 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 bunny rabbits taste real nice out here in West Texas. So I'm like, all right, dude. Or dude, South that's Texas. so weird. My dogs aren't my dogs refuse to eat their dog food. Like yeah. I'm like worried that they don't have why they don't have appetites all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, maybe I've just been buying the same food for too long. But I wonder if they're just turning into carnivores like yours. Maybe that's the only justification I have for it because they're not hungry and they're all chow hounds. And then like my, like they're, they've like, I have to figure it out. Cause they've, they've been like crazy. Like Bremi now jumps up on my trash can, puts her paws in it, opens it, nuzzles her nose, opens up the trash can, pulls it out. And then they feast. So like, I had to like build a lock and like a little securing mechanism for my <laughs> trash can. I'm like these fucking dogs, man. <laughs> Matt's dogs going rogue. But I'm like, when I'm home, they don't touch anything. They're just chilling. Then I go to like the gas station 10 minutes away and come back and there's just like trash and they opened up like, like you fucking crazy smart dogs. That's good though. Did, did Evan tell you guys he's getting a dog? Yes. We just heard. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, it's time. I think, you know, you guys know, uh, but everybody else might not know. I had this German short hair that was really kind of the the company dog. His name is Carl. He's a full liver uh, German short hair pointer. He's a incredible dog. He came into the office with me pretty much every day. I would forget him like half half the days because he's super quiet. He just pretty much chill in place and you know just sneak around the office pulling burritos off desks and things like that. <laughs> he died uh he died three and a half years ago, give or take. And we we since got a family dog for the kids, which is Dr. A, Beans. Uh, Dr. Beans PhD, not medical yeah. doctor. So don't ever confuse that because he's a yeah. he doesn't know a fucking thing about medicine. Um <laughs> But uh, the the kids' dogs they got their their golden doodle like he's he's in a gene- he's a genetic abomination. I, I he's fucking he looks like a fraternity shag carpet like you know so just, he just looks dirty all the time and he's got like bottle caps and condoms stuck in his hair. He's just like what the it's fuck is going true, on? Though. Yeah, it's all true. And, and, and I I love the dog. He's such a fucking nice dog. He really does. Like he's like 
he's super chill. The girls love him. Like he's he's a fucking awesome family dog. But I wanted to really start bird hunting again. Like I really want to get in the field, do some up and game, start working with the dog. The other thing was is my buddy Ed, which Logan and, and I went up to his uh, retirement ceremony a few months ago. So Ed Westbrook, he's a good friend of mine. Um, he uh, lives up in in northern Idaho. He's a dog trainer. He's bred and trained a bunch of bird dogs. Just an awesome guy. Retired state trooper from from Idaho. Uh, I called him. I was like, hey, I want a wire hair. Who's the guy? And so he turned me on to this dude that's been breeding dogs for 35 years. And I talked to him for over an hour on what I kind of wanted the dog to do. And I was like, I want to do some shed hunting, but I also want him to do uh, you know, upland game and some of these other things that we might be able to do. He's like, yeah, I'll, I got you covered. Don't worry. He's got a few litters that are dropping here this spring. Uh, he's been a Black Rifle Coffee Club guy for uh, several years. So it was cool. I'd been talking to him for like a half hour. He's like, hey, wait a minute. What, 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 what do you do? And I was like, oh, it's just a co- little coffee company. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm on the coffee club, man. And uh, <laughs> That's awesome. we were shooting this shit. I can't wait because the wire hair is a little bit more hardier. They can bust through ice. We can do, you know, ducks and fez and chuckers, horns. I guess he said it's super easy to teach the guy or antlers uh, to teach teach my new dog how to do some shed hunting. So I'm stoked. She's going to be here June ish. Uh, so it's been it's been long enough it's time to get a new one and that'll be 4 years from from Carl. I still travel with Carl so uh, like <laughs> yes, Carl's ashes do. are in a box they're in my center console <laughs> of the truck like he still comes to work with me every day. Uh, you know, Carl I, had I, to be like the coolest GSD ever. I think if you met Carl you're like, "Oh my god, I want a GSD. They're so mellow yeah. because it's like that compared to Logan's dog Mako. Dude, like I, he, Carl just chilled. But like yeah, Mako's crazy. It, picture the, the other day of Lux as like a one-year-old sleeping on the floor with Carl in the office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think Carl was just so fucking disgruntled for living with Evan for so long <laughs> that he was completely tapped of energy and just had this like complete fuck-off attitude for the last three years so, of his life. So here's here's the big question, Evan. Have you thought of names yet? Oh. Uh I, what I do is I typically bounce this off the girls. So like Dr. Beans, for instance, I gave them general <laughs> general guidance. <laughs> and I gave them general guidance. And then it was beans. And then I added Dr. Beans. And obviously for coffee beans, right? It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so I, I gave them general guidance. They bounced a few, a few names off of me that I, I think might work. Um, but it's going to be a female... Uh, female wire hair and and for the most part, I'll just let the girls kind of rip through a bunch of names and then I'll I'll pull one out of the hat. And basically you know what we run, need is with it. we we need an ECS of Carl, like a a Carl bag. Oh, yeah. that would be dope. We should absolutely yeah. do that. And he's called Legend Legend Carl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has such a rich rich history, yeah. history with the company. Anybody that worked back in the day knows Carl like exclusively because he was there yeah. every day. That'd be dope. Legend Carl. Legend, yeah, yeah. yeah. it would, and, and and like just super cool artwork. The whole bag's got him front and center sitting. Like that would be a cool bag. That I want. Yeah, if you did him like as a silhouette on like a mountaintop or something, and it's uh, yeah, we'll 
We'll get yeah, we'll get yeah. working on that. I want, I, I want it now. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, 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 it's so it's so funny because I mean this actually plays into the the the, the narrative of like you know that's out there of people that love to you know talk shit on the internet. But it's funny because years ago, like I trolled even my own dogs, uh, like for being fucking communist. So I named Carl after Karl Marx because I always wanted him to know that his master was a capitalist. <laughs> and, and people would always be like, where did you come up with that name? And I had two dogs, Carl and Fried, Friedrich. And uh, that's where I came up with that because I was like this, this idea of you know socialism and communism and going, well, I want them to be fed and ultimately disciplined from me. And people would always like, that doesn't. I don't get it, and I'm like, yeah, it's it's more of an a, a anti-communist type of scenario. Even though I love them, I was still uh, ultimately their master. So uh, that's kind of <laughs> dude. What I I want to I was thinking about training Bremi because uh, one of our good friends he's been working with his dog to deer track, and he sent me a video the day other day. It was awesome. He shot like a whitetail at his lease, and then had the dog follow the blood trail and yeah. run right up on the buck. And I was like, dude, that. I, that's the Texas hunting I like. That's, that's easy. Just like, get them all, boy. <laughs> put the gun up. Grab my whiskey and just follow the dog. Uh. So, so Evan, you let the girls name your dogs. I let the girls write their own movie last week. Oh, how how did that turn out? <laughs> well, we we filmed the brainstorming session. I posted it a few days ago. If you haven't seen it yet, but yeah, they they had to write the they had to write the movie and come up with the idea, and then we went out and we shot what their idea was. Do they just have a blast? Yeah, yeah. They 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 can't wait. They, I mean, they're already asking when we get back if we can do do some more. But I actually I, I had a I had old J Boy start working on some concept artwork of them. I think I'm going to start a children's book series called Adventures of Charlotte and Lux. And so they're always going out with whiskey and Scout and TK to go do things, and then I'll have them voice. Because they're getting really good at well, at, let's specify. At lines he, now. Yeah. Whiskey is the cat. Jared's yeah. not giving his, his <laughs> six-year-old whiskey. Okay, we said right. specify. All right. <laughs> yeah. See, that went way over my head. I, I, yeah. It was perfectly normal for me to say, "Oh, so Lux are going out with some whiskey, Scout." And TK. <laughs> <laughs> they're going out to scout some whiskey. You're like, uh, what? Are you sending your kids to the liquor store, Jared? Uh, no, they are just getting so good at being able to deliver lines now. When you give them, when you give them the lines, and you tell them exactly what you want to do, like, like, like Lux is on fire right now. Like, she's just she takes direction perfect, and I want to keep. I mean, I'm I'm hoping Charlotte's maybe a year out from being able to teach her like rough editing. Oh, Dude, wow. I got that from so many different people who watched the Bass Pro video that they were like, those kids, that was the best part. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. It's fun. It really was. Like in TK Whiskey Scout. So Tactical Kitty is another yeah. cat. Okay. So TK <laughs> is Tactical Kitty. Then Whiskey is a cat and Scout, Scout is the dog, right? No, so Scout's, for everybody. Scout's a cat. Scout. Oh, so there are three cats. So what's the, yeah. what's the St. Bernard's name? Uh, that's Honey. Oh, okay. And Bella, oh, Bella had surgery yesterday. They finally cut her tumor off her back leg. So crazy. The, the vet said that she wouldn't last three days, 18 months ago. Right. Damn. A tough <laughs> dog. Yeah. That's a, that dog's a Marine. <laughs> Hard to kill. I don't know what the rabbit's name is. I need to ask what the rabbit's name is. You have a rabbit? Yeah. 
Don't you have horses now too or something? Yeah, there's three of them. I don't know their names. Three? Well, <laughs> well, three? Just, well, they're not, those aren't, those aren't my horses. Those oh. are rescue horses. They, the, the girls went and rescued them from going to the slaughterhouse and they had, we oh. we're, we're quarantining them, uh, for, for 25 days. And then, and then they found a home for, for them to go to. They're, they're giant Belgians too. They're huge. <laughs> I, like, what do you do? Just get on like horserescuer.org and say, I got a fucking yard for a horse. You know, how, you know how Caitlin is? Like, she stumbled onto some website that's local that's like, that advertises, hey, these horses are about to go to the chop house. And she was like, I'll take them. And then, and then found a home for them within like a day. I guess that's, a, that's kind of an interesting question, though. Like, what do you do with a horse? Like, I know it's common for people to think that you turn horses into glue uh, because of their their hooves, I believe, right? I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I think you're right. Yes, I think that's like one of those old wives tales. Yeah, but I mean... Yeah, what do they do we, with the horse meat? Like, do they give it to like, you know, like less privileged I think families or food? I think it's like, dog food. Oh, that makes sense. I was gonna say because a lot of a lot of other countries eat horse. It's not bad meat. I mean, it's not in my diet, but it's just a taller cow. Well, yeah, it's just tough. You know, like I've had zebra, and it's you know like the Audad. Like they're just, it's just a tougher. Well, they're like all fucking muscle, and they're super athletic. Well, yeah. It's yeah, not like so a it's cow. Like, this is chilling. If you ate me, or if you ate you, right? You're the horse. <laughs> I'm the cow. <laughs> yeah, Jared's, Jared's the Wagyu of the group. I am the Wagyu. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that finished. the other day. Like you know, our... finished. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like a skit right there, where it's like the apocalypse, and like we're out of food, and everybody kind of just starts looking at Jared, and we sizing him up, and we're like. <laughs> Hey Jared, you can have the last of the the food supplies. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. Bulk yeah. up over there, big guy. Jared, I I got you this uh, five gallon can of cream corn just to eat one a day. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> You'll yeah. like it. It's really good, man. And guess what? We hired a masseuse for you too to <laughs> yeah. massage your and, meat. What? I mean, <laughs> muscle. I, I know it's coming when you give me when you give me a half gallon of butter the night before. Yeah. <laughs> we warmed it up in the microwave. Here's a straw. Yeah, it's fine. Drink the melted butter, dude. You oh. know I would fall for that. <laughs> Listen, I've got I've got a new recipe. I'm going to cook Evan when he gets to San Antonio here in a couple of days, and it's called shrimp and spaghettios. What? That's not cooking. That's assembly. Yeah. No, I, you've got to saute the shrimp. Listen, I got I got to call people out. Like I've been seeing all these Instagram cooking channels. When you assemble food, that's not cooking. Okay. People. You have to saute the shrimp first. That's cooking. Shrimp and spaghettios. I'm making them a whole bucket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the problem is, is I only eat meat, meat and vegetables, and so I, it falls way outside of my current criteria. Yeah, but this is this is part of it's it's a gift. You can't it, your diet it has an exception when it's a gift. Not really. That's not the way it works. It's, I'm pretty uh, sure. I have something to ask you guys. Am I an asshole if I paid for the meat processing for Eli and another person's deer and it's in my freeze right now and I paid for it if their tenderloins accidentally get go missing and maybe a backstrap? Is that rude if I paid for it? I don't think so. I mean, honestly, I know reality and Eli already forgot that he killed the deer. 
Yeah. True. That's true. <laughs> we did. I actually talked, I was talking to him last night and he's like, Cameron, I got to go over to Matt's house and get it. But I'm okay with this. Also, if there's any summer sausage in your freezer from said access, maybe that needs to disappear as well for me. Thanks. Oh, you need to come over because I'm going to have to buy a new freezer for the elk meat dude. So I have, I still have a bunch of stag left over and then some axis that are pushing about two years almost now. So they need to get, they need to get eight soon. I, I need to do some eating. So uh, I'll be over on Friday. Yeah. I have a, I have a tub of liquid butter for you. You can't have meat. Perfect. <laughs> but Eli, you know what you should do is you should swap because it's paper wrapped, right? Or is it? Yeah. In, uh, yeah. Just unwrap it and swap it out with the shit that you don't want. So when he opens up, no, just give him all my old Axis meat. Yeah. I'm like, you said you wanted bacon wrapped chopsticks, right? Yeah. And you know, he's nice. They'll just take them and then I'll take all the nice, like, you know, summer sausage and, and the good stuff. Man, I remember having those some of those beef sticks from that red stag. Did you do anything with that that was odd that you really liked? Um, well, as far as the elk, I because I, I went to a different processor. Yeah, I got thirty pounds of the stick meat, and I forget what they call it, but same thing. It's like jerky sticks because those were phenomenal off that stag. Thirty pounds of jerky. And then I got um, all fillets built out of the back straps and tenderloins. And then got some like breakfast sausage, uh, some summer sausage, and then pretty much ground meat the rest. Because I think, at least for me, I don't know about you guys, when I first started going to processors, when I started hunting a lot, I would always get like the weird exotic bacon wrapped, all this stuff. And I realized I just like ground meat. So I have like 200 pounds of ground meat because you can put that in chili, make burgers out of it. It's so versatile rather than just having like a pre-made steak. And they're, and they're blends usually. They fill them with cheese and I'm not trying to eat all that shit, you know? If I want cheese, yeah. I add it to it. My cheese. I, I did the same thing. I still have moose left. And so after Christmas, I kind of... I, I fell off the wagon a little bit during like the COVID and holiday season. was eating a lot of cookies and stuff with the girls. And um, so I just switched back over at the... At, you know, like the second or third, whenever it was. And so I've been eating wild meat pretty much every day. Uh, not every meal, but every day I'll at least have one one meal of, of wild game, whether it's like moose or elk. And we still have, because we did elk hunts this year. I think everybody knows, but we did elk hunts this year for a bunch of people in the company. So, and then next year we're doing even several more elk hunts for everybody. So we made ground elk, elk steaks, elk, no elk sausage. We did some uh, muley sausage, which wasn't that, wasn't that good to be honest with you, but you're spot on. I, I love the ground because you can put it in anything, you know, you can add. So if you want to add some sausage, you can add a bunch of different things to it. We do uh, moose meatballs, yeah, uh, elk meatballs, meatballs, and we'll mix sausage in with it. It's fucking incredible. And I feel like I'm kind of a pompous shit. This, these, like I'll eat whitetail all day, but when I killed my whitetail, I, the, the rancher was helping me uh, skin it because we we're going to get the hide and all this stuff. And I'm not too good at getting the, the, the hide all, all cleaned up. Um, and I was like, hey, man, uh, you, want, you want some whitetail? And he's like, you'll, you can, you'll give me your whitetail? And I was like, yeah. I was like, I'll take the tenderloins and you can have everything else. And so the rancher, the, the, the ranch hand just took it because I was like, man, I have so many animals coming in and I didn't want it to go to waste. And you know that feeds his family for probably six months. So... Um, I'll take elk over whitetail any day of the week or axis. 
any day of the week, like like elk, moose, and axis, like those those are incredible. Like I can eat those at any meal, all meals. The other thing we did was we cut all the bones into you know three and six inch sections for all the dogs cruising around here. Oh, okay. So you got big bags. Oh, of that's bones. awesome. Yeah, and then I did I, I I did a full cape on my elk this year, and it I just got it back, and it is. Awesome, dude! This thing is super soft. We put it on. Um, there's like a stool at the foot of our bed. We draped it over it. It's super soft. And the cool thing is, is like it's got this massive hole. If you were to lay it over, it's got this massive hole, like right where the heart is. And that was the one that I shot in Colorado with my bow at fucking what ninety four yards. yards. Yeah, yeah ninety four yards. And it's this two inch incision in the hide. It's one of the first things you see. Uh, That's cool. But we we used a ton. Of, we used all of it. I mean, as, as much as we could. I think the only thing that we left on the ground out there was uh, sections of this the stomach, a few of the, the guts, basically. But everything else... You we, kept the heart, right? Used. Oh, yeah. yeah That's I, the best, I ate the man. heart. That was the first thing I ate. I brought it home. So good. I ate it. Uh, the one from Utah and the one in Colorado. It was so fucking good. So do, you do, just, do you just fry it? How do you cook a heart? Yeah, I, do, I usually just chop it up into little chunks and then you like do like a chicken fried steak in a, in a sear pan yeah. and it and it's it's some of the best meat out there. And everybody's like heart disgusting. Like it's a muscle and it's a very tender muscle and it's delicious. Yeah, I started doing, Evan showed me the uh, the egg bath. Yep, yep. A little bit, little bit of egg, a little bit of milk, flour, dunk, frying pan with a little bit of ghee butter. Pew. I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing, Logan, never since we're just on the hunting uh, chat right now, never, never full mounts an elk because <laughs> my wife was with me and I shoot this massive elk. I'll never shoot that one, one that big, probably ever again in my life. It was just what I wanted to do. And um, she's like, babe, a full mount would look so awesome. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it would. And so we full mounted it. And then my taxidermist called me and he was like, hey, man, can you... Can you wire me the money? And I was like, "Ooh, that's expensive." And he was like, "That's the deposit. That's half." And I was like, <laughs> oh, "Oh God! Well, wait, fuck! So, Matt, fuck! Fuck! It's is okay." A full, is a full mount like the whole animal? It's the whole animal, so it's going to be sidestepped and it's going to be bugling in the air. It's I mean, oh it's going to be God. It's going to be epic. And again, that's the only time ever in my life I'll ever get a full mount, and it's going to look awesome. I'll put it in the gym or something, but. <laughs> yeah, that that one hurt the bank quite yeah. a bit. <laughs> like, I'll tell you, oh, yeah, I'll tell you the one that a full amount is the the thing that we're hunting in May. Yeah, that, well, that, I've already planned for that. I, I've been budgeting for that for like a year and a half. So yeah, yeah we're that they're gonna have. Maybe I'll have the elk and then the bear there, and then I'm I'm good on mounts after that, yeah. dude. This is going to be if epic. the bear doesn't hunt you two. That's true. We might die, but you and Logan got it. That's all right. Yeah, we've we've got the camp. I'm camp supervisor. True. I mean, Matt made the comment earlier. He's looking for a new CEO. So <laughs> I feel like I feel like the guide will have a gun, but if I'm taking a bow shot or yet Evan is, I feel like I'll bring my suppressed 375, and the Nosler's building me a 33. So whichever one we bring, the other dude needs to have that like headshot ready to go in case that arrow rips through and, and it charges us. Because I don't, people get attacked by a lot of bears more than you would think. 
Yeah, I was talking to uh, Cole about this and he was like, you know, what are you guys going to do? What do you want to use? And I was like, I think, Matt, you built, did you build a 375 to take up there? Yeah, the I built with suppressed suppressed weapon systems. It's an integrally suppressed, ultra lightweight 375. I actually haven't shot it yet because ammo's been so hard to find, but I finally found the ammo. So I'm going to go zero that this weekend, I think. Ooh. But dude, that round, bro, is like, it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that like, and he was talking to me too. And I was, I was like, man, you know what? Cool. I was like, I kind of just want to use your rifle. Like I want, you know, get that full entrenched Alaskan experience using this weapon that's been used for almost two decades or close to it to hunt grizzlies. I'm like, yeah, I want to, I want to pick that thing up and use that. And I don't know, Evan, if you, did you make a decision between what you wanted to do? Archery or rifle? Yeah, I think based on our time restraints and kind of what we're after with the three of us, it, it it's going to be too. Uh, it, it it's going to be easier for all of us to use rifle because we'll be able to hopefully all tag out essentially. Uh, but if let's, I'm using a, bring a if I'm bow, using though, a, just in case we get real close. Yeah, I, I'm going to bring both. Trust okay, me. me too. I'm going to bring both. I just I I, I don't want to leave there empty-handed. Uh, and you know, if if we're spotting and stalking brown bear, a lot of things can you know end up not happening. Right? You know, you can you can leave there and not have it. And my con- my concern with that is like I don't want to waste an opportunity to to shoot a brown bear just because I'm committed to archery. I I'm, I, I don't have that kind of fuck you money just yet. <laughs> you know, like I I can't do that. I I got if I got an opportunity. Yeah, I'm gonna send it. Like, and if it's, you know, 500 out, you got to be able to reach it. And just like my circumstance this year with elk, I I could not. If I broke inside the 100 yard or you know that 90 yard barrier, I I couldn't get through the brush close enough to get a good yeah. shot with my arrow. I just couldn't do it. And I tried. Like, it wasn't as if I was trying. I tried fucking for seven days could not do it. I kept bumping these things out and couldn't get a shot. So that was one of the reasons which there were guys saying, well, you shouldn't take shots at 94 even. And there was a little bit of criticism out there because people don't believe in taking longer shots. And it was like, man, I'm super comfortable. I shoot out to 110, 120. We shoot you know, three, four days a week here at the office in the back. I just shot out to 100, literally a half hour before that, I was punching, you know, 10 inch groups and, you know, a heart is fucking 10 inches. So for me, I was really comfortable taking that shot. It was zero stress, zero drama. Um, but I'm, I need to feel the same way with a rifle, you know, 500 for, for these yeah. rifles that were taken is a fucking chip shot. You know what I mean? Like, especially with like a Mark five, a good piece of glass, you know, spotter that can read some wind. Like I've been working with the, my, my Kestrel a little bit, like boning up on, on windage. I uh, got a new Kestrel so it can Bluetooth over windage onto your phone. So it automatically adjusts some of the stuff that you're, you're doing ballistic with ballistics. So I'm I'm super committed, man. Like, like if yeah. I gotta stretch this thing yeah, out, like if I gotta stretch it out, I I gotta have the ability to do that. I'm not gonna fucking lose an opportunity because oh man, I gotta be you know as purist. I'm a purist in this sense, and I gotta get close enough with my bow. It's like nah, I, I'm 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 leaving there 
with every opportunity I can take. Dude, I was shooting, I zeroed because I shot my elk with my 300 win and I put my loophole on it the day before and went and zeroed it at a ranch. Man, those new loopholes, I love them because the, they have the yardage adjuster right there yeah. once you zero it out, dude. And the same thing, we couldn't get anywhere close to those guys. I had a low crawl up until about 320, 330 where I took the shot. And that thing just like double lunged, walked about five feet and dropped. And I was like, woo, because all I did was just make the one adjustment right there. I was like, man, those things are nice. A piece of glass really helps out at that distance. And not, not that 300 is a hard shot, but that like you, you want to, I don't feel like trying to find an elk for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> but no. And, you know, given our talents and our previous backgrounds and the amount of shooting that we've all done, we all know how important it is for like, if you've got a, a, a good round and a great rifle, you, you can't waste the opportunity with a good round of great rifle uh, with a shitty piece of glass. <laughs> like it's just yeah. like, you, that's, a, that's a horrible idea. And when you're cutting corners on glass, that's when you're going to waste an incredible opportunity because you wanted to shave a couple hundred bucks. For me, like that's not where I start shaving money. I don't shave money on glass. Like, no way. Yeah, I was, my guide was laughing because I, I sent the round and you know, he's like, how do you feel about it? And he didn't see the shot land. And I was like, dude, I saw it drop, but then it got back up. So my guide thought I missed. And he's like, you sure you felt good about that? And I was like, if that thing missed, then someone messed with my optic. And then he finally saw it. And then after he's like, dude, I thought for like five minutes, I was going to have to tell everybody that I took Matt Best hunting and he missed a 300 yard shot. And I was like, yeah, that would have been pretty embarrassing for me, dude. But uh, it was good. It's fun. Well, Logan thought I missed my elk at 97. Was like, no, I didn't. Sh-? Yeah, Logan was like, are you sure? Are you sure you hit that? And I was like... <laughs> I just asked you if you felt good about it. That's all. Because it was at the top of the hill and we lost sight of it immediately as to where your dad's took half of a step. And was right. You know what fucked with me though? I don't know about you guys. And this is like kind of stupid to say, but I've been hunting the last two years with all suppressed weapons. And so this elk, I didn't put my suppressor on my 300 win. Even I had it though, because I didn't zero it with it. And I just wasn't comfortable as far as the ballistics and if that would mess with it. Um, And I'm used to hearing... And you hear that yeah. thud, but the the crack of the round in the distance, and we were like working ravine. I didn't even hear it. I just saw it hit, and that was the weird part because there was no audible thump because the way that like where, where they were positioned and where we were, we didn't hear a thump, and that rifle just like echoed off everything. And so me, that was a little weird because I'm always used to the, like suppressor sound going off, and then being able to hear that audible thump, but I didn't hear anything. So I was like, I think I got it. Shit. Mm. What, yeah, I know? was the same way, man. When when I when I shot my elk archery, I, and my guide was like worried because after I took my shot, and I, I knew it was a good shot, it was just slightly back, just just back of the heart. But I don't know. I was so filled with adrenaline that I just immediately it took off. So I just started sprinting after it as far as I could. And the guy catches up to me. He's like. I've never seen anybody move after an animal like that. And I just <laughs> finished hearing these stories. Like the guy that pulled into camp with his, he's like, I shot mine while it was fighting with another bull. And then it stopped. And he ended up putting four arrows in it. And I was like, 
man, this is the last thing that I want is to like yeah. not, you know, shoot one and get a good shot and then not be able to find it. Cause they're such resilient animals. It happens all the time. And I just remember like having that almost like blackout tunnel vision where I'm just in like pursuit mode. And even still, like it went 300 yards, but there wasn't really much of a blood trail. Really? A good shot. Yeah. Damn. And then, even though like, the more I talk to people, you know, about hunting and about some of their kills, and I really haven't killed a lot of animals with my bow. So, and it's funny, I was talking to the guys, uh, Isaac and Isaac Jr. day before yesterday or whenever it was, we were talking about, you know, that shot with a two inch mechanical. So I have a 2.1 inch mechanical broadhead, which is the sever. And it's funny because Isaac was like, I can't fucking believe you shot that thing with a two inch. Like, most people only go down, they, they go down to 1.5. And I was like, shit, I didn't know better. I was like, uh, I've seen this thing because I'd been shooting it into foam. So I'd seen kind of, you know, where it was hitting. I knew exactly where it was going to hit. It's like, I thought more surface area was better, right? More bigger hole, the better. That's what I was thinking. And uh, mine did two circles. It went, did like Jared a 10 yard for quite a few years, by the yard. way. Yeah, the bigger the better. <laughs> yeah, Jared the was the like, better. the bigger the gash, the better for Jared, right? <laughs> well, what else is going on, fellas? I mean, I there's been some. Has there been like some stuff going on? Is there been anything going on? No, I don't think nothing's going on. Yeah. You're gonna be you're gonna be racing some rally cars in, in, coming up soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what next? When when are we going down there? Next Saturday. Next Saturday. Rally ready. Well, Ryan's coming out to the ranch. So Ryan Mickler from Order of Man, he's coming out. We're gonna do some shit with him. Uh, we're doing that rally car thing up in Austin, and then we're yep. doing uh, boat race. Big old, big old boat racing. What is that? Can you tell me about that, Jared? Because someone pinged me about that. I have no idea. Kind of, uh, you know, they like to keep these these events pulse hold, but they're the they're the really big like I think it's a it's a four person crew, um, and Black Rifle has has a, a team. They're called the P one boats, and uh, yeah, so so Evan will be piloting. So so our team like actually steers, and then you have a throttle. You have a, a person that works the throttle, and then you have two captains or something behind you that that kind of give you the guides. So, so they'll actually actually all be racing. So we got Taylor Canfield, who's an Xfinity Series uh, NASCAR driver, also a former Navy, Navy SEAL. SEAL. Yeah, yeah, former Navy SEAL. We, uh, that's that's on Team BRCC. You got Evan on Team BRCC. You got Marcus Luttrell um, and Matt Frazier. And then their team, <laughs> their, their team captain is Major Cabo Gunderson, which is like the greatest fighter pilot that's ever to exist because he's an F-22 demo pilot. On Team BRCC? Yes. Well, that's a stacked-ass team. I mean, I don't know how good they are at driving boats, but that's a badass boat. I'm, I'm just going gonna, gonna to award everybody now. Marcus called me the other day, and he was like, hey, man, you know, that race we did last year, I was I was really taking it easy. I didn't want to break anybody's car or nothing. But now, now it's it's on. We're racing and we're winning. <laughs> yeah. So so how like that's that seems like a lot of people in one boat. How are you like everybody does like a, a circuit and like you switch out throttle yeah, no, and all of them don't go in and at once. All of those are our drivers. 
So each of okay. them will drive their bracket. And then and then whoever like whoever wins keeps moving forward. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like an elimination tournament almost. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. How many teams right. are there? Uh there's four teams. So four okay. teams of four. Okay. Who are the other teams? Uh I would have so so you've got Team NASCAR. Um, I have to look at the list. And I, I also don't know if <laughs> some of these guys want this out yet that they're going got there. It. But everybody will see this. <laughs> and it's going to be really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I I'm glad fun. I'm not driving the boat. I'd crash. <laughs> I'm not the driver of the crew. We all know that. I, I, One of our goals, I think, is for me, at least an individual goal, is... I really want to do a uh, a rally car. Uh, like, obviously, rally takes a lot of fucking time and a lot of training and a lot of experience to race. But I think if we we do everything right, you know, and we get our we get a rally car, like this would be epic. Like, I and we all know, like we love what Hoonigan and those guys do. But a few years ago. I went to this rally uh, racing school in New Hampshire and I've kept in contact with one of the guys out there for several years that rally racing is fucking the most, the most fun I think I've had outside of just about anything. Like it is super fucking fun. And, you know, obviously Cars are expensive. You got to put roll cages and a bunch of stuff, but you can get into it relatively. Mark or Mike Glover and I were talking about this on a podcast, or maybe just in person. We're talking about just rally racing in general and how fucking hilarious it is, how fun it is. Yeah, you, know, you put NVGs on and you're ripping through the woods, <laughs> like going fucking a hundred miles an hour, just fucking shredding it, and it's like. Wow. I honestly there are very few things I think that can that can compare to speed on it's controlled chaos completely. Like, yeah. Controlled chaos. Like and, and and if you're talented at it, you have a knack for it, you know how to do it. Like it is such a skill that is like like un, unheard of. <laughs> like, yeah. like like it's just one of those things that's like, oh my God, you can do a hundred miles an hour on a dirt road, like and always be in control. Yeah, kind of like see, terrifyingly awesome. Yeah. You see guys like Travis Pastrana and that guy is so insanely talented. What he does in a car or his race truck. I mean, he's done race trucks. He's, has he driven NASCAR yet? Yeah. He did so, NASCAR for a while. Yeah. NASCAR, race trucks, rally. I mean, jumping out of fucking planes without a parachute, motocross. Like This dude has so much talent in... Like this one thing, racing, like going really fast in it with, you know, two wheels and four wheels and like different weight ratios and tracks and all this shit. It's like that guy is insane. Right? One, he is. He's insane. He's also, he's also one of the top 15 in the world at Buck, Big Buck Hunter HD. Like, <laughs> no, that's a real thing. They have a tournament in Vegas. Him and Street Fight Tommy both were in top 15. Like <laughs> these guys, it. I got to see this one night unfold almost like a pool shark. Like I, I've heard the stories about how you know he has a title in Buck Hunter HD, and we were in a bar in Charlotte, North Carolina, a couple college kids playing over at the at at Buck Hunter, and he's, 
You guys want to play for some money? <laughs> oh, no. He pull sharked him in Buck Hunter. What a big dick move. But he's, dude, he's sick at it. Like, he kills every animal, every bonus animal. Like, like, like Evan's saying, like, he has talent for whatever you put in front of him. Like, yes, but, that. well, he has this, he has this other innate thing that's a part of him. And there's an old documentary, I'm sure you guys have seen it, but it's him and like his early interactions with his dad. And they had, they still had that like, ultra everything was competitive like in this documentary they're they're having like a rowing competition on the rowing <laughs> machine you know what i mean and it was just like it was, not only has he got a natural talent but like the competition element was bred into him he from such is a, a freaking young age the competition that's 100 mm-hmm. correct he's he's the real embodiment of if you're uh, not first you're last right there yeah yeah <laughs> I, I was having that conversation with uh uh, Neil Curry earlier, we were talking about, you know, other companies that have tried to, you know, knock us off or whatever, right? You know, like knock off our branding. And he's like, do you ever like, you know, do you ever think about, you know, how that, you know, what do you do strategically? And it's like, dude, all that does is just drive us to become better. Ultimately, you know, competition is good. You know, when you, I like going to the range. I like shooting against other people and I like making them fucking cry. Like that's the way it works. And, <laughs> and you know, when you see the fucking sad face when the toes are on the line and you're fucking taking people's lunch money, like that is part of, of the game that is like yeah. what gets us together, you know, push, pushes us as individuals. It's, I, I, you know, if I wanted to go to the range and have, you know, a sub-second draw. That's like one thing, individual goals. But it's always fun, like go and compete against other people. And that pushes you to become better, right? It just yes. keeps pushing 100%. you to become in, better and better everything. and better. Better yeah. designs, better videos. You know, it's not... If somebody releases a, a good video, it's like, oh, that was good. But we can make a better one. <laughs> I think go. there's probably two methods of thought with people. It's the people that find something that, like that, that someone's better than them and they use that as inspiration to be better or the people that just like want to talk shit because they're not at that level. I mean, Evan, Evan's talk shit and people that are better than him, like, you know, at ping pong and me being the reigning champion for so long, I understand, but yeah, you are we can champion. only hope that it drives them to be competitive by a ping pong table and maybe try to get the title one day, you know, just one maybe day, one day, one day that title will come back. One day, as as we as we start to unbox those STIs next week, we might have to just run a couple drills and listen. What, I'm, I, so I, I'm so down. I'm so down. I'm ready. I was, might have to run a couple I'm drills rusty right now. Yeah. I have not been shooting pistol at all. I want to. I want to bring back that 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 idea for a bet you guys had, where the the winner got to take the Christmas photo with the, the loser's family. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that would just make it a dope charity donation between Evan and I. Like play pistol, pistol, pistol pig at the pistol range. Pig. Pistol pig. Loser has to give a bunch of money to charity. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm good I, for that. I told Evan this idea the other day, and he wasn't a super big fan of it. But I was talking to Michael on over at Hoonigan, and it kind of was a byproduct of uh, our conversation. And like, I want to put Evan in one of those like jackass old man suits 
<laughs> and then he just shows up to these three gun competitions. Oh and my like, God. it's all hobbled over and just starts talking <laughs> shit to everybody. And then he gets on the range and just runs it faster than anybody else. And then just continues that an amazing going back. video. That would be super funny to do that. Go to some tactical course and then pretend you're an old dude. And then just like, can I see your AR shirt? And then you're just like, bing, ding, ding, ding. And they're like, what the fuck? And you're like, oh, my grandson had one of these. It's just like a lever action, but you don't have to do the thingy, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'd be better, but the arthritis has crept into my knuckles pretty bad at this point. And you don't even got to line up sights. You got this little red dot. I just put it on there and pull the trigger and it hits. All right. Oh, dude, watching him run a three-gun match as the, the, you know, the Johnny Knoxville old man costume, like, that would be hilarious. I love that. Uh, we should, do an old we should definitely suit. do that. Yeah, we should definitely do that because, yeah, like I mean, it it would be it would be one, it would be super fun. Two, it would be like really entertaining. So I, I mean, I'm game. I think you know that's going to force me to go out and shoot a little bit more. I guess sucks to be me. Yeah. I guess we do have a range <laughs> in Texas. Woe is me. Woe is me. You know, kind of like, hey Logan, you got to go on this hunt. You know, I really need you to to pick up. I need you to take this hunt for me, but I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm dumping it on you last minute. (laughs) I'm so down for this pistol challenge. If we have the SDIs and we want to open them up, man, like just pull it back to steel plate, three inch steel or something, six inch at a hundred yards. See how many shots it takes. I'm hitting that thing first try. You know, I am. Do you want to put a thousand dollar bet on that? Done. It's a charity. (laughs) It's a charity. To, I like how like it's like if we haven't changed for years and Evan has it. It's like that whole donation thing where it's like we're not yeah. competitive at all and we just start like thinking about losing to Evan in a pistol. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking crush this dude. I'll give I'll pay money to pay to com- compete against them. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> you know I like pistol dude, pig though. I like pistol pig, Evan. Pistol pig is a lot of fun. I mean, those videos were were super fun. They were really fucking cool. We had we had a ton of fun doing that too up at the yeah. range of Bountiful. Like that stuff yeah. was like, this stuff was rad. So I think it, I think it's time we probably go back to the well, gun range. What would be the next step? Like that that old bear mace video. I want to oh. I want to see Kevin sacrifice. What would be the one upsman on taking bear mace to the face? We just shoot Evan in the foot. I, I, I we know we said that before. I gained so much respect for Evan that day because we were, I was driving the ATV back and the wind's hitting him in the face and he's just like completely in his Zen moment. And I'm like, how you feeling? He was like, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's really fucking terrible. And you could tell he was at like a nine out of 10 in pain, but he was so calm and collected. And I was like, okay, this dude doesn't even want to show weakness in the armor, but inside I know he was fucking dying because he was- ate that bear spray so close. I've got all my my cell phone footage of me being his milkmaid, just pouring milk all over his face for like twenty minutes. <laughs> pain level. I don't think I've ever asked you. I've been pain level on that bear bear spray. Well, it, it the pain was one thing, right? So you know, it it opens up all your pores, and there's a ton of pain. And plus, when you sprayed me across the face, the bear mace went up into my nostrils and then it also went into my eyes because my eyes were closed. You should have got so a fucking, worse base shot than me. I just because I just fucking peppered you. Well we didn't we didn't even know. We 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 should have at least done a couple of dry runs to see how 
fucking intense that was going to be because you like fucking blasted me like she crossed the face with this. It was only like went, four feet away too. It yeah. was pretty close. And so it went into my nose and into my, like through my eyes that were closed. So what it was happening when we were driving down the hill is that wind from the ATV when we were driving was, was really amplifying the pain yeah. and amplifying all everything about it. So remember, I was like, hey, you're going to have to stop for a second yeah. because I couldn't breathe. So my biggest concern at that point was if I can't breathe, I'm going to die. Even though the pain feels horrible, one of the probably the worst pain of my life, I was more concerned with losing my my ability to breathe because I meant that meant like, well, I'm dead in you know a few minutes. Um, so as the wind pecked up, I couldn't breathe. So that's when we stopped. And I think you might have even said like, where does this compare? Even then, I might have been like, oh, it's like the worst thing that I've ever... Worst seen. day of my life is what you... <laughs> and, but I knew, and we talked about it, I think a ton of times, but I knew it was like, man, you take a full fucking like face paint dose yeah, um, you didn't get misted, right? Because I even we all had costume just the mist in the air, and it wasn't like yeah. it was in the general vicinity. It was oh, no. a direct bear mace shot to the face, covering your. Whole, I mean, there's video of it. You can we'll see have, it. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have Matt just throw the, throw in that clip just over and over as we're yeah. talking about this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious. I'm curious, like why why milk for the for the relief process? Were you guys like, oh, it works for hot wings, so. No, no, yeah. I think we were Googling it like we had some stuff ready, and then we started Googling it because Evan is in such rough shape. And it was like, okay, I think like the casein protein in milk actually, you know, will break down some of these, these, this pepsi stuff. Because it's, it's in my head, it was like the same thing when you eat something really spicy, like what helps bread, you know, milk, because I think some of the proteins, I could be totally wrong, but like water doesn't help. Any carbonated beverage makes it way worse. You know, and it was like a means of trying to get it off of him, but we were hosing him down in the sink for fuck. Uh, 20, 30 minutes. 20 wow. minutes, 30 minutes. 30 yeah. minutes. Was because a- from when the t- clock started to exactly like 40, 45 minutes, I forget exactly, but it's like 40 or 45 minutes. Once, once 45 minutes hit, it was done. Like it was, I, I, it was over. It was fine. And, but there was a time there where it was like, I might be blind because I couldn't open my eyes and I can't really breathe. So that was like a whole big concern as to, did I just blind myself or kill myself? I could have because this was my idea. I was like, oh, it's fucking spray me in the face. It should be, it should be fun. I, I like how people probably think we thought this through for something. I remember no, no. someone whipped out bear mace and then we're like, someone should get sprayed with that. And I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. We're like, let's grab the ATVs. And we're like, hey, you're a paramedic, right? You're a PJ. Yeah. All right, you're the medic. <laughs> and we just went up there and fucking did it. No, yeah, no consideration. <laughs> Jared, you we'll need to make leave. that. You need to make that T-shirt that's you like milking a cow, and it just says "milk made" on it, and Evans just underneath and agony. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it. Milkmaid. Jesus Christ. <laughs> when are you back in Texas, Jared? Tomorrow. Oh, sweet, cool. We're getting yes. the gang back together. All right. Perfect. Let's get them back together. Yeah, we're getting the gang back together. I'm I'm headed to. Um, 
I'm headed to Idaho Washington. tomorrow. Yeah, Idaho, Washington tomorrow. And then I'm on my way back down. And uh, we've got, got some cool shit to do, guys. Like it's, you know, back. To yeah. Well, next time we do, we didn't even get into Panama, which is only like two weeks away. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of scheduling to figure out. It's coming in hard this year. I've decided this year is going to be the the content year for me on my channel of whatever the fuck I want to post. Yeah, you know, just going for it. We're gonna have some fun. Yeah. All right, homies. Well, uh, all right. Good catching up. Free range American. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs>